You're listening to the Max Level Podcast for December 31st, 2018. On today's show, Brian is solo once again for the first portion and talks more Red Dead Redemption 2. Persona 5R has officially been teased. Frank then joins in and the crew speculates what could be next for the Legend of Zelda series, and they talk about their all-time favorite cheats and secrets in games. All this in the usual segments on today's episode of the Max Level Podcast. On with the show. It's been a nice but hectic week. I guess hectic is the best way to put it. Uh, Obviously, we recently celebrated Christmas and uh, it was fun spending the day with Jessica and just not really doing much. But the rest of the week has been all hands on deck for me, basically getting ready for the uh, the new debut of the graphics, the website, all the overhauls that we're doing, all debuting tomorrow, January 1st. Keep an eye out for a video where we'll be highlighting everything that we're going to be changing in 2019 for Level Down Games. That should hit at some point in the afternoon tomorrow on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Level Down Games. If you don't currently subscribe to us there, make sure you go do that. Make sure you follow us there because uh, we put up a lot of great stuff. But yeah, as uh, as typical, I like to overhaul our stuff every year. And uh, I figured what better time to do it than January 1st this year. So we're going to do that. But I want to talk about before we get into the rest of the show, some things that uh, I got for Christmas that I was pretty thankful for. Jessica got me some really nice things this year. So the first thing I want to mention, I I did finally get Starlink Battle for Atlas on the Nintendo Switch. Now, I will say I haven't had a chance to actually crack that open yet and start it just because I've been so busy this week trying to get not only everything done for the debut of everything new tomorrow, but I've also been trying to finish Red Dead Redemption 2, so I haven't actually cracked open Starlink Battle for Atlas yet, but I plan to do that either this week or potentially next week, but it will be sometime in the next two weeks where I'll actually probably start that and really get deep into it. Uh, I got a really cool Super Nintendo calendar. Now, this is basically a 2019 calendar, obviously, but uh, it has a bunch of, like, artwork from Super Nintendo games, so I'm looking at the one for January right now. January is Super Mario Kart... Uh, February is Super Mario World. March is, let me see if I can turn it here. March is Super Metroid. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I actually really like this calendar. It's hanging here right next to the, uh, right next to my computer in the studio. So that's actually really neat to look at. Actually the, uh, the preview for 2018, like the last four months, cause you know how they always do that for calendars. It's, uh, the original box art for The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I got a bunch of new clothes, which I was really happy for uh, some new college T-shirts that I was asking for a uh, couple new things just to wear around the house when I'm working. So that's kind of nice. Uh, I got a new hard drive for my computer, which was desperately needed. I am almost out of space on this work computer just because I have so many assets and so many things that I save for level down games. Uh, I was running out of space with everything that I uh, actually do. So. I have a new hard drive now hooked up to the computer, which is really nice. So I have a new two terabyte hard drive, which is cool. And then I got a bunch of accessories. Like I got a new pop filter for the microphone. I got a webcam stand for my phone. That way I can film videos and unboxings better. Uh, Just some odds and ends, bits and pieces here and there. But all in all, it was a great Christmas. So I hope that uh, everyone out there listening also had a wonderful Christmas, spending time with friends and family and exchanging gifts. It was a beautiful time for the past week, I will say that much, but uh, it's back to the grind. It's back to work mode and getting everything ready to debut tomorrow. So 
Uh, I am recording this actually a day later than I normally do. Uh, I'm recording this on Sunday, December 30th. So the day before you're hearing this, I'm actually currently watching the Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens, hoping that the Browns cap off their season with another win. But as of the second quarter, it's not looking likely, but we'll see. There's still a lot of game to play. But if you didn't know... This is Max Level, a video game podcast found right here at Level Down Games, dedicated to covering this crazy and ever-changing industry, where we bring you the latest information you need to know, discuss our adventures through current and sometimes older games, and have some fun discussions. I'm Brian, running solo this week. Uh, This week and next week, I'm still going to be solo. Frank is still currently out of town, visiting family and friends over in Colorado for the holiday season. I've been kind of following his adventures on social media. He is having a lot of fun, so... Good for him. Good for him. Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for our videos. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. And before we forget, Max Level and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of the show. It would mean the absolute world to us, just like it would mean the absolute world to us if you would head on over to iTunes, drop us a rating and drop us a review. We definitely need those reviews and ratings so that way we can climb the charts in terms of search results. When people are looking for a new video game podcast to listen to, the more ratings and reviews we have, the better the chance that Max Level will actually show up in their search results. So if you could do that, uh, even if you don't have an iTunes account, if you could just quickly make one, uh, it's free to do. Just make an Apple account and leave us a rating and a review for Max Level. And if you're feeling extra generous for our video game music podcast, BG Mania as well, that'd be great. But uh, wherever you're listening to us at, if your podcast app of choice, whether it's Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to, if it has the opportunities for ratings and reviews, leave us one. It'd be awesome of you. And quick reminder, starting next week. So next week's episode on January 7th, we will be switching our podcast server hosting So it'll be the first episode of Max Level for 2019. We'll be debuting on our brand new host. It'll be hopefully a lot of fun and hopefully a lot better for not only us, but for you. So keep that in mind. If you do not see a new episode of the Max Level podcast by mid-afternoon, January 7th, make sure that we don't have a new RSS feed to subscribe to. And if we do have a new one to subscribe to, I will put an audio file in this old one saying, hey, find us. We've switched. Make sure you resubscribe. So... That'll be next week. Just keep that in mind. But that's going to take us now into campaign games. And just like last week, it's also being combined with tasty treats because I've only played one game this week. As I mentioned, uh, this week was spent a lot of time hanging out with Jessica and family because of the holidays. But I've also been extremely busy getting prepared for the debut of all the new graphics, the layouts, the new images, some awesome new things we have coming tomorrow I only had a chance to play one game this week, and I put a lot of time into Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, I will say over the past week, I've probably put close to 50 hours into this game. I am in the epilogue. I have not finished this game yet. I plan to finish it sometime in the next day or two. Who knows? It actually might be my first game I complete for the 100 game challenge in 2019, because I don't know if I'll actually finish it before 2019 gets here. I literally only have a day. And my plan was to actually finish this before 2019 and not even have it count for the 100 game challenge. But uh, it may end up counting just because I might not finish it till 2019. But uh, yeah, I'm in the epilogue and I have a lot of things to say about Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, the first thing I want to talk about, I want to complain a little bit about the game. 
And it's not really a complaint with how the game is or looks or controls. I have no issues with that. I know a lot of people had issues with the controls and I get that they're a bit wonky sometimes and that if you use the cinematic camera, it's hard to control your character, which I don't know why you'd use a cinematic camera if you're trying to control your character anyway, because it, it literally makes it to where you can't see where you're going. Sometimes I want to talk about Saint Denis, which is one of the cities or not even cities, but towns that you come across in the game during the main campaign. I hate with a passion Saint Denis. I think it's a terrible location. It's a terrible setup place. Uh, I, I freaking hate it. And throughout the entire campaign, when you're actually in and around that city, I dreaded any mission that would take me in there or that started in there. I just something about that particular location to me just really bugged me and I didn't like it. I didn't like how crowded it was and it wasn't even crowded to an extent. I mean, it's the 19, you know, 1899, 1900. How crowded can it actually be? But it just felt very compact. And obviously, while a lot of other locations of the game like Valentine or Strawberry. Yeah, they're small locations, but they feel more Wild West, they feel more, I don't know, just open. And I think that's what really bugged me about San Denis. Now, also, San Denis is supposed to be like the New Orleans, Louisiana, the down in the bayou setting. Uh, I don't like that setting. I don't like the swamplands. I don't like anything to have to do with that. It's just not a, a particular setting that I enjoy, not only in games, but in real life. Like, I don't like that. So I just had something about that really, truly bugged me. But I got through it. And I got through the game for the most part. Like I said, I, I finished the the main campaign. I am in the epilogue now and trying to get through that. What I was surprised to find out is there's a hefty amount of missions that take place in the epilogue, uh, like 15 or so, which is crazy, plus a bunch of other content that you could still do after the game ends. And it's not even the, the game isn't over yet. The credits have not rolled for me. So I don't know when the credits actually roll. If they even do roll, I have no idea. But yeah, I, I've not officially finished the game because the credits haven't rolled so I don't know how much longer I have to go, but I'm enjoying every single minute of this. And I will say that the missions continually got better and better as the game actually progressed forward. Some of the early missions were fun. Obviously, a lot of like the heist missions were cool, but I really enjoyed the character progression that Arthur Morgan went through. And truth be told, he ended up becoming one of my favorite characters of this generation. I think he is a very dynamic character, a very fantastically well done character. And yeah, his just his whole dynamic and the way that his progression moves from the beginning of the game to where I'm at now has just been absolutely stellar. In fact, it's it's crazy for me to say this, but I've never wanted to forget a game immediately after playing it so that I could replay it again for the first time. And I know that's not possible. I know it's not possible to forget a game and enjoy it again for the very first time all over again. But I've never actually wanted to forget a game and replay it again. So I can't believe that uh, that I'm saying that. But yeah, I and this was, I, you know, I probably put, man, I want to say close to 70 hours into it right now. And if I could, I would forget everything I knew about Red Dead Redemption 2 and play that game all over again because it's awesome. It's fantastic. It's a well done game. I do enjoy it. I congratulate Rockstar Games. I think they did a fantastic job with this. Uh, I did enjoy it a lot more than Grand Theft Auto 5. I would love to see them do a Red Dead Redemption 3 instead of a Grand Theft Auto 6. I'd like to see them just move right to that, but I know that's not going to happen. They will obviously be moving on to Grand Theft Auto 6 now before we ever get an inkling of a chance for Red Dead Redemption 3. 
But uh, yeah, it's it was a very well done game. Might be the last time I actually talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 here on the podcast, just because all I have left now is the epilogue or what's left of the epilogue and finishing the game and whatever else I decide to do after the credits roll. So I will probably mention it when I actually complete it, whether that's next week or the week after for our 100 game challenge, because we will have a segment debuting next week right after Tasty Treats, where we go over the games that we finished each week for the 100 game challenge in 2019. That'll probably be the only other time I mention it. I guess it's going to take us now into the weekly scoop news report. I told you it was going to be a shorter. Well, I actually didn't tell you, but I'll tell you now it's going to be a much shorter podcast this week because, uh, there isn't a whole lot going on in between the, uh, you know, the the holidays of Christmas and New Year's. Most actual video game companies, publishers, developers, PR companies, they're all on vacation right now, at least a majority of them. So there really isn't a whole lot going on. And uh, yeah, there's just not much to say. No game announcements, no sales and revenue. That's going to take us directly into some teases and leaks. We have two to talk about. those, And I will mention next week we're going to have brand new sound effects debuting. Just because, uh, you know, we're we're changing a lot of things for 2019 and one of the things we'll be changing are the sound effects. I like to keep it fresh, I like to keep it updated. Obviously, Dance with the Dead isn't going anywhere. The music's staying the same, but the sound effects are going to change slightly. But yeah, we got teases and leak this week, so we have two to talk about. The first one here is from From Software. We have a few things to say going into 2019. From Software currently has two unannounced titles in development. Company president Hidetaka Miyazaki has told 4Gamer.net in an interview. Discussing the studio's development lines, Miyazaki said that the 3.5 product lines he mentioned back in June 2016 can be broken down as follows. 0.5 was Darascene, which recently came out for PlayStation VR. 1.0 is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And then 2.0 and on are unannounced titles. Uh, He also confirmed that Dark Souls Remastered and the upcoming Metal Wolf Chaos XD were requested by Bandai Namco and Devolver Digital, respectively, and are thus not included in the 3.5 product lines kind of teased a couple years back. Uh, so we do know these are two unannounced titles coming. And if we are to believe something he said previously in an interview, one of those titles will be an, an, a new Armored Core game. Uh, the other one, who knows? Maybe it's in the Soul series. Maybe it's Bloodborne 2. I have no idea. But it's exciting to know that From Software has two unannounced titles and one of them, one of them may be announced sometime in 2019. Our next season leak happens to come from Atlas themselves. They have finally opened the teaser website for Persona 5R. Basically what this is going to be, we have no idea. And platforms were not officially announced yet, but the teaser video on the website does start with the PlayStation logo. So we have to assume that Persona 5R is at least going to be revealed or at least going to be released on the PlayStation 4. But if rumors are to be believed and speculation is to be believed when Joker is officially released in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is supposed to be this spring. Uh, so it kind of lines up with what we're going to talk about here in a second, but uh, that they will also be announcing Persona 5R for the Nintendo Switch. Now, the website, if you go to it, it says a new notice from the Phantom Thieves. Please look forward to more news in March 2019. March 2019 also happens to be the start of spring 2019. So if Joker is released in March 2019, Atlas puts up this website. They do a blowout of information on Persona 5R. It has to be assumed that it will be announced for both PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Now, I have, we have no idea what Persona 5R is going to be. There was no information announced alongside this brief teaser and the website reveal. So no information about the game, no changes, you know, highlight or anything like that. I am hoping for maybe some new palaces, maybe some new dungeons. I'd love a new romance option. 
and a brand new character. So I'm hoping that uh, something will be done along those lines, much like it was for Persona 4 Golden when it was released on the PlayStation Vita. So I think Atlas could do something great on that. So we'll have to see more information will be obviously talked about later in the year in March. So we'll have the coverage of that when it actually does happen. We're skipping over DLC related news and we're skipping over delays. It actually takes us to the random news for the week. We have two more things to talk about. And our first one here, we have Xbox Live Games with Gold versus PlayStation Plus for the month of January 2019. As always, we're going to start with Xbox Live and they have a decent lineup, but one fantastic game on here. Uh, We'll kick off with Xbox One available for the entire month is a great independent game, Celeste. Uh, Highly recommend it. Fantastic game. Great game to give away for free from Microsoft. Uh, Also on Xbox One, available from January 16th to February 15th, is WRC6 FIA World Rally Championship. That's a racing game. I'm not too familiar with it. I don't have I don't really know anything about it, but good pickup, I guess. And then over on Xbox 360 from January 1st to January 15th is Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light. And from January 16th to January 31st is a great game, Far Cry 2. Now, let's take a look at what Sony is giving away for PlayStation Plus free games for the month of January 2019. We'll kick things off with the PlayStation 4. We have Fallen Legion, Flames of Rebellion from Yummy Yummy Tummy. And we have Portal Knights from 505 Games and Steep from Ubisoft. Steep is probably the biggest game they put on the list this year. Or not this year, but this month. Over on the PlayStation 3, we have Amplitude from Harmonix Music Systems, which is a great freaking game. I picked that up when it originally released. Good game. And Zone of the Enders HD Collection from Konami. And then on the PlayStation Vita, we have, again, Fallen Legion, Flames of Rebellion from Yummy Yummy Tummy and Super Mutant Alien Assault from Surprise Attack Party. I think this month now, because I'm doing this one by myself, since Frank is not here, I think this month I have to give the nod to Microsoft and the Xbox One, Xbox Live Games with Gold, simply because of Celeste. I think Celeste is the best free game being offered in the month of January 2019. So I do have to say that uh, Microsoft is clearly the winner here for January 2019. I think it's a fantastic game. So yeah, Xbox Live wins for the month of January 2019. We have no release dates this week, so I guess that means we will move on to the new releases for the week of December 31st, 2018. And no music this week, because just like last week, there are no new releases coming out this week. Uh, And I do think next week will be much of the same. These three weeks are always very slow in terms of new game releases just because of the holiday season. Most games avoid this time of year because people are spending time with friends and family. That's going to bring us into something that I have been dying to talk about here for several weeks. And I want to discuss with you and speculate on where we think the franchise of The Legend of Zelda may be going in 2019 and beyond. Because there have been several things that have happened as of late to give us kind of a indicator, so to speak, where things might be going. Um, The first one here that I want to touch on before we start speculating on something new. The first thing that I want to touch on is the fact that Skyward Sword HD. That is probably going to be a thing sometime soon. Practically confirmed already, would you say? Kind of, kind of not. So I pulled up something from Eurogamer. And if you remember several weeks back, 
uh, Aiji Anuma appeared on stage at a Zelda music concert in Osaka, Japan, and uh, made a joke saying kind of like something like, I quote, I know what you are thinking, Skyward Sword for Switch, right? End quote. And he was just kind of like making a joke, kind of like the same thing that uh, Arnie Roth did before the Final Fantasy 12 HD game was confirmed at a uh, Distant Worlds concert, um, something similar to that. And then social media started blowing up about, oh, my God, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD coming to Nintendo Switch, blah, blah, blah. And then Nintendo actually put out a statement several days later saying that. And of course, this is Nintendo, obviously not showing their cards right away in case this is true. But they said, quote, at this time, we have no plans to release the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword on Nintendo Switch. End quote. That was it. That's all they said. But I mean, can't take that for anything because it hasn't been officially confirmed yet. So why would they say, yeah, we're totally doing that? Uh, you know, it's coming out in uh, the summer of 2019. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to just come out yeah. and say that. So, of course, they're going to, on the record, deny it until it's been officially revealed. But I have some interesting information to point out, which has to point to something Legend of Zelda happening in 2019. Now, we're going to take a look at the timeline of release years for The Legend of Zelda. And I pulled this information off off of Wikipedia and we're going to start with 1998, because in the early years of Zelda, it wasn't nearly as often as we get now. I mean, we had The Legend yeah. of Zelda in 86. We had The Adventure of Link in 87. Then we didn't get A Link to the Past until 91. Link's Awakening was 93. And then we had a five year break. Starting with Ocarina of Time, it gets interesting because 1998 had Ocarina of Time and Link's Awakening DX. 1999 didn't have anything. 2000 had Majora's Mask. 2001 had Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. 2002 had Four Swords and The Wind Waker. 2003 had The Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition. 2004 had Four Swords Adventures in the Minish Cap. 2005 was an off year. 2006 was Twilight Princess. 2007 was Phantom Hourglass. 2008 was an off year. 2009 was Spirit Tracks. 2010 was an off year. 2011 was Ocarina of Time 3D and Skyward Sword. 2012 was an off year. 2013 was The Wind Waker HD and A Link Between Worlds. 2014 was an off year. 2015 was Majora's Mask 3D and Triforce Heroes. 2016 was Twilight Princess HD. And 2017 was Breath of the Wild. 2018, it is the final day of 2018. There is not a single Zelda stealth releasing this year. It is New Year's Eve. As of the day of this posting, no Zelda is coming out in 2018. So 2018 is an off year. What, 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 what do they, they say for the bull drops? Like, <laughs> Zelda's out now. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Since 1998, there has been a Zelda game at least every other year. Since we didn't get something in 2018, all signs are pointing to something Zelda releasing in 2019, whether that's a new game. Whether that's a port, whether that's an HD remaster or something else entirely, something Legend of Zelda mainline will release in 2019. And I think that has to be Skyward Sword HD. I do. I think that's going to be the game for 2019. It's the most logical of them all. Yeah. Because I feel that if they were doing, let's say, a direct sequel, I mean, we're speculating a little bit in a little bit, yeah. but if they were doing like a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, I feel like part of that would have leaked already. Yeah, probably. Probably. I, I think you're right. I think we have to assume that I don't and I don't even know if it'll be announced in the beginning of the year Nintendo Direct. I'm not sure Apple. when I'm not sure when they're going to 
pull the veil off of Skyward Sword HD and say that it's a thing. A lot of times when that kind of stuff is happening, they 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 won't announce uh, a remaster or a port or an HD remake until a couple months until it's ready to go. Like they'll put it out and then they'll say like in available in like two or three months. So unless the game is coming out in spring, we may not hear about it at the beginning of the year in that first direct. Our January direct is normally the stuff that comes out in the summer, is it not? Spring and summer usually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. More more often spring. Like they fo- they focus on the first half of the year for the January direct, oh, and then usually up to like April. Like yeah, April or April or May, exactly. Because they don't even usually touch on June. June they usually save for E3. I think that a full Breath of the Wild sequel or the next quote unquote mainline Zelda game is still about a year or two away. I think that uh, it will be a swan song type of game for the Nintendo Switch. One of the last things that Nintendo puts out for it, much like I think that uh, I think they are working on something else Mario related, like a continuation of Mario Odyssey. But I think that game is also not going to come out in 2019. I still don't think because you had two entries in your two biggest franchise in 2017, the first year of the Nintendo Switch with Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. You have to assume that either in one of those two franchises will see a new game in 2020. The other one will be in 2021 is how I'm kind of thinking. I, I don't know that they'll ever put out both again in the same year. If they did, that'd be great. If they did it in 2019, that'd be awesome, man. I would be so happy if we got a new entry in both Mario and Zelda in 2019. But because of the fact we're getting new Super Mario Brothers U in just a couple weeks at the beginning of January, plus Mario Odyssey just releasing a little over a year ago, I think that uh, the next mainline Mario game is still a little bit of years away. Uh, At least Zelda came out at the beginning of 2017 in March, whereas Odyssey was in October, almost November. So there's a little bit more development time there. So I do think Zelda will come first. The fact that we are getting new Super Mario Brothers U, though, which is a port of a Wii U game. Maybe that kind of is also a clue that Zelda will also get a remaster or a port in 2019 for Skyward Sword. So I'm trying to just think of everything that's physically possible here, pointing to signs of Skyward Sword next year. Uh, and will you play Skyward Sword? If the motion controls are removed, yes. Or if they are toned down. They don't have to remove them, though, because they have don't have to remove them because they can use the Joy-Con. I know much like much to my dismay, they can you can use the Joy-Con. However, much like you can't play Pokemon Let's Go with the Joy-Con in handheld mode because and you had they had to come up with a different way to do it because of that. There would have to be a different way to control Link in Skyward Sword if you were playing handheld mode using the Joy-Cons on your Switch. So if they have the motion controls with the Joy-Con, if you're playing it docked, as long as they remove it for the handheld portion, I'll play it in handheld mode. The, the game doesn't have to have a handheld mode, though. Uh, It will. It absolutely will. They would be crazy. It more than likely will. But, you know, Nintendo has put out games where you can't play in handheld mode. Um... Case in point would be Super Mario Party. No, I know, but I think they would be crazy to uh, to release a big game like that and not allow people to play it on the go. Because the point of the Switch is to play it on the go. That's one of the, the major selling points between me and my friends uh, of like, you know, are we gonna get this on the Switch or not? Yeah. Is hey, I want to play this game everywhere. Like, I kind of want to. I kind of want Skyrim for the Switch. I haven't gotten it yet, but I kind of want it just because I want to be able to play Skyrim wherever. Exactly. Exactly. And if they put out a major adventure game like Zelda, where these games typically can be anywhere from 30 to however many hours you want to put into it, looking for secrets and clearing it completely, you know, up to 80, 70, 80 hours or so. Ah, you're going into Frank territory. Okay. (laughs) If you limit the uniqueness of the switch and that you can play any game anywhere, 
I think that would be stupid of them not to include a handheld mode. I think the reason why Super Mario Party doesn't is because of the fact that uh, when you're playing together, you are playing a different kind of Mario Party and you're linking your switches together and doing that Toads, whatever the hell it's called, Rec Room or something like that. Oh my God. But you, at least you are still playing the game. You're just not playing it, the actual game that you're playing on the TV. So I guess that's going to bring us into some speculation here on where we think The Legend of Zelda is going to move after Breath of the Wild and be be warned. There may be some spoilers in this discussion because it's going to be hard to kind of avoid things that happen during Breath of the Wild. So if for whatever reason you haven't finished Breath of the Wild yet and you don't want to hear us talking about where we think the franchise of Zelda is going to move as we get into 2019 and beyond, maybe just skip ahead. Um, you know, 20 minutes or so we'll be talking about cheats and secrets next. So if you skip ahead and hear us talking about that, then uh, then you're good to go. You can go back a little bit and try to find where we stop talking about it. But uh, for now, I think that uh, I really want to dive in and and not only talk about Breath of the Wild and what happened in that and. Where we think the game may have taken place in the timeline, but where we think the game and franchise could go after Breath of the Wild and the events that happened there. So I want to kick things off with where we think Breath of the Wild fits in the Legend of Zelda timeline before we speculate on what we think is going to come next. And I think we're both in agreement on where we think this fits. The end. The very end of the timeline. And a possible merger of the three timelines again. So for those unfamiliar, the way the Legend of Zelda timeline works is that you had Skyward Sword, that's the beginning. Then you have the Minish Cap, then you have Four Swords, and then you have Ocarina of Time. Based on the events that happened in, in 1998's Ocarina of Time, the timeline splits into three. So if Link had been defeated in Ocarina of Time and Ganon had won, that splits off and starts a timeline known as Hyrule's Decline and the Last Hero. From there, you get A Link to the Past, Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, Link's Awakening, The Legend of Zelda on NES, and The Adventures of Link. That's your timeline for if Link was happened to be defeated in Ocarina of Time. If Link is successful and defeats Ganon and goes back in time as a child to relive, you know, his life because he was he went forward in time in Ocarina of Time with the time travel stuff. So if he goes back in time and starts again as a child, that is your second timeline known as the Dark World and the Hero's Descendants. That continues a direct continuation from Ocarina of Time with Majora's Mask. It's the same link, followed by Twilight Princess, which that link does appear in Twilight Princess again. And then finally, Four Swords and Hyrule Adventure, which is separate from Four Swords. If Link stays an adult in Ocarina of Time and does not go back in time, that creates the third timeline known as the Adult Era and the Hero of Wind and a New World. After Ocarina of Time, you would then get the Wind Waker followed by Phantom Hourglass, and finally Spirit Tracks. That's the darkest timeline. <laughs> well, The Wind Waker is one of the best Zelda games ever created, though. <laughs> uh, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks, not so much. That timeline needs another Zelda game. We'll say that right now. It needs another one that's good. <laughs> um, every other timeline has fantastic games, just not that one so much. Just, just Wind Waker. But I guess Wind Waker is good enough for everything in there, so it doesn't matter. But uh, how we think this happened is that somewhere in the distant future, these three timelines somehow reformed under one 
because in Breath of the Wild, there's so many different landmarks and so many different names and so many different references to not only things that happened in Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess and the Wind Waker and Link to the Past. And there's there's references to every single timeline. So the only thing that makes sense is for the game to be at the very end and be a reunification of the three timelines. That doesn't mean they can't go back and put other games in these three timelines. That just means that you now have a single timeline split into three, reconvened back into one and continues again. The timeline is going to get confusing. It will because they could split it again if they wanted to. We could have the single timeline split into three, back into one, split into four, back into one eventually. (laughs) Like they could keep doing that kind of stuff. It is too much, but they could keep doing that if they wanted to. I prefer the olden days where they were all just different lengths. Um... They are still all different links, except for a certain few. They still are all different links. Just different descendants. Yeah, yeah descendants of, of Link and Zelda. Every time there needs to be a hero, there's somebody in the world that will, quote unquote, become Link is how the whole story is told. I think the only ones that are the same are Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. And then you see the, the shadow version of that link in Twilight Princess as like a ghost. And then... um. The Legend of Zelda on NES and Adventure of Link stars the same Link as well. But other than that, it's different Links. So if we're in agreeance that Breath of the Wild takes place at the very end of the timeline, here's where it's going to get interesting. Where do we think that The Legend of Zelda is going to go with their next mainline entry, probably in 2020 or 2021? And I'm going to let you go first. What do you think is going to happen here? I think we're going even further into the future like not just direct continuation i'm talking like we're jumping ahead two three five hundred years maybe a thousand years uh and with with the futuristic uh kind of vibe almost like almost like a final fantasy tech high technology kind of uh vibe okay it's still you know it's still you know it's still gonna be the same kind of deal maybe i i don't know how we're gonna bring ganon back spoiler alert we killed him we killed that ass well we kill him all the time but he always comes back for good. We kill him for good. No, we kill him every game and he always happens to come back. So he'll come back. Trust me. <laughs> the, the cult of Ganon will, will, will resurrect him. I don't think he isn't it told like in the actual lore that he can't be officially defeated. Like you can't officially defeat him. You just seal him away for a set number of years. Well, you can't officially defeat him. I am the best. No, I, as I said, large, he can't, he can't, just like there, there, there always has to be the triumvirate, so to speak. There always has to be. Uh, again, and a link and uh, a Zelda. Yeah, a Triforce. Is that what they call it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they call it the low force and low rule. Right? <laughs> I guess so. But yes, I, I think something like that's going to happen. It's going to be more, more, more futuristic. Because if you remember the original, they said with the original idea for what Legend of Zelda was microchips instead of actual, like, you know, just Triforces as being like. Yeah big joke right things because he's because he's supposed to be a link between all these things a, a literal link like like hyperlink right, right so i could see a future six elda um do i want it probably not no i i think i prefer the more high fantasy settings like you know like the traditional type stuff that we've gotten i wouldn't be opposed to playing something that dabbled with like machina and that kind of stuff where you have like these machines and everything everywhere like like you mentioned like final fantasy i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to that because i love final fantasy I just think that uh, high fantasy fits with Zelda so much better. I don't know. I, no, I agree with you. I, I just I try, I try to think where, where could they possibly go with this? Because there's, in my opinion, there's only really two ways you can go all the way forward. 
all the way back. Well, I'm going to take the opposite then. There you go. I'm going to I'm going to take the opposite. If you're going to go all the way forward, I'm going to go all the way back and say that that is actually what I think is going to happen with the next mainline Legend of Zelda game. Uh, I don't think we're going to go back in, you know, explore the first game ever in the the series again. Like, I don't think, well, that would be Skyward Sword. And we're going to see that probably next year. <laughs> Even original Legend of Zelda HD remake. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there actually is a rumor out there that um, Link's Awakening is the next one to get a remake and not Skyward Sword, which I would be OK with that, too. Like if they put Link's Awakening on either 3DS or Switch, that could be your 2019 Zelda game as well. I prefer it on Switch, but I'd play it on 3DS. Oh, I would totally kill the Windfish. Yeah, I would play. I would prefer it on Switch, but I would be OK with playing it on 3DS as well. But we know that Skyward Sword is the very first Zelda game in the official Zelda timeline, because the way the timeline goes, you have the era of the world's creation where heaven and earth were created. And it's split into different eras from the era of, of the world's creation. We have the era of the goddess Hylia and the sky era. That is where Skyward Sword takes place. That directly follows the era of the world's creation. So the goddess Hylia is reincarnated in ancient battle and it happens and everything is returned to the earth is basically the gist of Skyward Sword. And then there's a gap between the next game and the next game in the timeline, as I mentioned earlier, is the Minish Cap, which takes place in the Force era where the evil god Vati is born. And Four Swords, you have Vati resurrected and then something called the Hyrule Unification War takes place. And then you have Ocarina of Time. But there's two eras in between Skyward Sword and the Minish Cap, which do happen and they are on the official timeline, which do not have a game associated with them. Every other era Besides these two and besides one era in the hero is defeated timeline, which would be the golden era where the Triforce, it says the Triforce uses monarchy. I don't know. It's right before the Legend of Zelda and right before the tragedy of Princess Zelda the first. Um, there's there's that era where we could potentially go, but I don't think so. I think we're going to go back even further to the era of chaos where the sacred realm is sealed and the era of prosperity where Hyrule Kingdom was first established because we saw in Breath of the Wild Hyrule Kingdom in ruins and we had, you know, Hyrule Castle and we had to explore like this crumbling place and the Temple of Time was completely destroyed except for a few things here and there. And everything was just pretty much in the in the land of Hyrule in Breath of the Wild. Lon Lon Ranch was gone. Everything was in ruins like you could pick out certain points and lay. I remember that from a previous game. But everything was pretty much destroyed. I think it would be cool now to see everything be established for the first time ever. So I pulled up something here on the official Zelda Gamepedia website, and I have a description of the era of chaos and the era of prosperity. And I want to read basically kind of like what happened in those two eras. Okay. Okay. So the era of chaos is also known as the sealing of the sacred realm. Following the defeat of Demise, the world created by the Golden Goddesses and guarded by the Goddess Hylia became known as Hyrule. Those descendants from the people who were living in ancient times under the protection of the Goddess Hylia were known as Hylians. They were born with magic-infused blood, endowing them with physic powers and oh, sorry, psychic powers and skill in wizardry. It is also believed that the Hylians' pointed ears allow them to hear the messages of the gods. Hyrule knew many years of peace, however, the legend of the Triforce, which was located in the sacred realm, spread throughout the land. Its power was lusted after by so many people, and a wave of chaos descended upon the land of Hyrule as people tried to take this power for themselves. To protect the sacred power, Raru, the Sage of Light, 
constructed the Temple of Time, which contained the only entrance to the Sacred Realm. Raru sealed the entrance with the Master Sword and closed the chamber of the Master Sword behind the Door of Time. The spiritual stones acted as keys to opening the door. The Temple of Light, located at the center of the Sacred Realm, became the resting place of the Triforce, while Raru remained in the temple to protect the Sacred Relic. And then we go to the Era of Prosperity. Those with the blood of the goddess Hylia, reborn as Zelda, established the Kingdom of Hyrule. Hyrule Castle was built at the center of the land, watching over the Temple of Time, which was protecting the Sacred Realm and the Triforce. Many years passed after the Kingdom's establishment. Within the royal family of Hyrule, as descendants of the goddess, many were born with a special power that existed deep within the bloodline and the queen would often be named Zelda after the historical legend. That's how you always have your Zelda, who are the descendants of the first Hylia and the first Zelda is from Skyward Sword. So, knowing that, and Nintendo likes to infuse other tidbits that were left out of the official timeline when they released the Hyrule Historia. So there could be other things that happened during the era of chaos and the era of prosperity that hasn't officially been said yet that they themselves don't know yet. They're going to just make it up as they make the next game is what I'm saying here. So we start out the next Zelda game in the era of chaos. And there's some type of big bad character who is trying to get into the sacred realm and, you know, steal the Triforce for themselves. But I think for this game, Unless you somehow make a character who's not a hero, because this is also like the era of of no hero or whatever, like there's not actually a hero in this particular area. Then you would need to potentially play this game as Zelda. This may be Zelda's first starring role in a Legend of Zelda game. First, where are we counting the CDI? OK, first. <laughs> <laughs> But I would be okay with it. It would be a different experience, but I would be okay with it because I really want to play a game where we are establishing Hyrule for the first time. And maybe maybe having some type of control over like city building of Hyrule and being able to place buildings and place shops and place landmarks, place locations. You don't have to. I'm just throwing out ideas there. There could be a building mechanic to Hyrule, much like there's a building mechanic to uh, Nino Kuni 2 or Dark Cloud or White Knight Chronicles. Like you could do something like that. But even if there isn't and you just get to see Hyrule getting built while you're out there trying to stop these people, even and it could be multiple people. It doesn't have to be one big bad. It could be like a cult or a subsect that is trying to take over the sacred realm and get access to the Temple of Time and get in there and take the Triforce. And you could just be going out there and stopping all these random people. Meanwhile, you're going back and you're doing side quests and mainline quests and helping Hyrule get built. I think that would be a fantastic game. I think that'd be cool. And I think that's what I want next. And I'm hoping that's the case. How about we combine our ideas into one awesome idea? I don't know if that's possible. So Future Link goes back in time, <laughs> goes back in time to change the events of his of his dystopian future, uh, leaping from link to link throughout the timelines. Oh. With with the aid of, I don't know, Navi or someone like that. So I am not opposed to that. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, like leaping, like leaping through, and every you know, every leap he's hoping will be his final leap home, where everything will be solved and great again. Okay. So pretty much the so pretty much the, the the plot of Quantum Leap. Yeah. But 
in the, in, in, in the Zelda timeline. <laughs> yes. I think that would be okay, especially now if you didn't have especially, to. Pl- especially like you say, exploring an era that we haven't explored yet. Yeah, would be, would be super cool. But I think it would be interesting, like if we are in the distant future and we have a link in this dystopian world that is falling apart and we have to save it somehow. If in the opening cutscenes or like the prologue to the game, you are quickly taking control of like, oh, my God, I'm playing through Zelda one. Like this is like Link's like, where am I at? This is so like, why does it look like this? And then you get thrown into like Link to the past and he's like, whoa, OK, this is a little bit better here. And then it like thrusts you to the windbreak. He's like, oh, my God, it's flooded. No, no, no. This this can't be. And then you go like, well, I'm a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that would be actually kind of cool. Like and then finally you end up in a in an era in a game that you've not played before. And then you take you pick it up right from there. I think that could be something that would work. Well, I do kind of, you know, I'm not big on city building mechanics, but I kind of like the fact that, like, if you're like rebuilding the future, like literally, if you if you if you play something somewhere, we're we're essentially creating a new timeline. Right. So so then you could have a timeline split from there, because then you have well, no, then you have a new timeline where anything beyond this game now hasn't taken place. There is no Minish Cap. There is no Four Swords. There is no Ocarina of Time because you now you've prevented all of that. So now you have a timeline where all of that was didn't happen. So you could still have another game in the original timeline. But now you have this brand new timeline that just has Skyward Sword and whatever they're going to call the next game. And then they could do whatever they want and have free reign. Earthbound shield. <laughs> so I think that's an interesting concept. And I, I don't know, man, I would be I would be OK with either one of those two things happening. Uh, and if what, it does happen exactly as I said it, I want my royalties. Okay. <laughs> we know you. I, I mean, we know you're listening out there, Nintendo. Being that I said it here on the Level Down uh, Games podcast, I am willing to give 15% to Brian if it happens. Okay. <laughs> what? I'll t- I'll pay tribute. Sure, sure. No, appreciate it. No, thank you so much. Uh, I just know that over the next two years, obviously 2019 is going to be a big year for Nintendo. I think we will start hearing rumblings about the next mainline Zelda game in 2019, whether that's official or through leaks. I think we will start hearing some shadow drops here and there and, you know, tidbits from insiders, you know, being dropped like what's coming. But I do think we are going to obviously get something related to Zelda in 2019, whether that is Skyward Sword HD, whether that is a remake of Link's Awakening or whether that is just something completely different, but not a mainline game. Because, like I said, since 1998, there hasn't been more than just one year where we didn't get something like they've skipped years, but they've never skipped two years. If they skipped at 2018 and 2019, that would be the first time since 1990, like one, they've done that, which would be crazy. Or 1993, sorry. Don't do that to me. You'll break my heart. Yeah, I want a new Zelda in 2019. I don't care if it's a new Zelda, but I want a Zelda in 2019, whether that's Skyward Sword, Link's Awakening or something different. So uh, I'm glad that we uh, had different ideas there. That was fun. That was really cool. But that's going to take us into uh, something fun here that I want to do on this New Year's Eve before we get out there and start celebrating the arrival of 2019 and the arrival of a new year. And, you know, as we inch closer and closer to death. Because that's what a new year brings, and that's what a new year thing makes me think of. Wow, Brian. <laughs> I hate getting older, and I hate time progressing as fast as it does. I'm sorry. But as we all know, every time a new year happens, people like to make New Year's resolutions. People like to think on... Can you resolve to be a little more happy and not <laughs> depressed? Because No, no, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, people like to make, like, I want to lose weight this year, or I want to get in shape, or I want to whatever, start sleeping better or 
I don't know. Whatever they whatever they say. Whatever, whatever, whatever lies you tell yourself. Yeah. You know what happens after like a couple weeks? You start cheating. And you start lying. And there's something that we've never explored in the land of video games that I think would be a fun thing to talk about here. Let's talk about our favorite cheats and secrets in games. Because before we get to cheat on our New Year's resolutions and, you know, do things that we said we weren't going to do. Let's talk about things that we've cheated on in video games. And I know you being a big cheater, you are a big time cheater. Me? Yeah, you. Uh, first of all, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Viva La Rasa. Uh, R.I.P. Eddie Guerrero. No, I, I, honestly, uh, not the biggest cheater out there, but I do. I, I, I'm a purist, but I do have a lot of great codes memorized. Sure. But, uh, trust, trust me, I cheated. Uh, we all have you know, you know, codes weren't always just for cheating. Code sometimes, you know, we're for secrets. And yeah, exactly. That's why this is cheats and secrets. So and it and, 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 and it doesn't even have to be something that needed to be input through button presses. Like it didn't, doesn't have to be something that was unlocked. Yeah, through codes. Yeah, so, yeah, just yeah, so, so, something that was hidden in the game. So let's go back and forth and name some of our favorite cheats and secrets that we've ever encountered in a game. Do you want to go first? I'm, yeah, I'm going to rail something off to you. Just tell me if, 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 what this does for you. 007. Three seven three five nine six three. Does that have did mean anything to you? 3, Uh no, that means nothing to me. Well, my friend, you put that into Mike Tyson's punch out and you're going to fight the champ right away. Okay. You have that you have that memorized? I would have had to look that up. Bro, I have that one scribbled somewhere in this brain out of mine forever because uh, <laughs> I put that code in so many times because uh, it took me years and years and years and decades uh, to beat uh, Mike Tyson. Wow. Yeah, I remember I was talking about that on uh, a short-lived show that we did called Revisiting yes. the Classics throughout this and year. I have made it all the way through to Mike Tyson's and I'll just say, hey, he jumped right to the end. I've, I've made it through on my own, okay? Of course. I fought, fought Super Macho Man and Mr. You know, Sandman and all those other jerks, but Mike Tyson, oof, what if I, it's all just getting your timing down and I, I love this code and yeah. it's, just, it's so great. Uh, I, I would love to see Mike Tyson try to face himself, like literally Mike Tyson. Isn't, like, there, isn't there a video of that out there? There's a video of him playing the game and he couldn't even beat Clash Joe. No, okay, that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> the first character in the game. No, when you actually said the number sequence starting with 007, I, my mind instantly jumped to Goldeneye. 007 when you said oh, that I think I, I think I knew where you're going with that and uh this isn't something I even had on my list but after you said that I I thought of GoldenEye 007 and can you just remember how many different secrets and cheats and hidden areas were in that game and not only for the single player but through multiplayer as well like paintball is my favorite thing in 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 that game and I I mean just being able to put in a cheat turn the bullets into paintballs and just Having a blast, man. I spent so many nights with Golden 007 entering cheats, unlocking characters that way, changing the layout of, you know, the multiplayer maps and the rules. And then take it even one step further. If you had a game shark for the Nintendo 64 at the time, you could actually plug in other codes like hex decimal codes to completely change things and get in even areas you weren't even supposed to. Do you remember it off the top of your head? I don't. It's uh, it's it's what you can see me. My mind going crazy for this one. But in the game. Do you remember the code to unlock Donkey Kong mode? No, 
I know, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the code. Uh, okay, well, that's that's gonna hurt me. I'll, I'll, it'll come to me later on in the middle of the night. I'm gonna wake up and be like, oh, it was up, right, left. Oh, no, no, no. But yeah, no, Goldeneye. Goldeneye was a fantastic game that uh, obviously set the modern landscape of first-person shooters into into motion, and I still don't think it's been topped yet. It's still uh-huh. my favorite. It's still my favorite one. It really is the best. Yeah. Uh, I got another one for you, Brian. Okay. Justin Bailey. Oh, this is uh, Metroid? This is Metroid. Yeah. Justin Bailey and then all hyphens yeah. uh, for the next line. Uh, you start as Samus with the screw attack. Ice, I think it's Ice Gun. and You're pretty much ready to go, ready to go straight for, for uh, Mother Brain. Like yeah, you, you start with like a superpower, much like they have now. With uh, the Netflix app on the Nintendo Switch and like the special edition versions of yes. games where you can get in there and say jump into the Legend of Zelda and you start with everything unlocked. It's it's very similar to that. But back in the day, you needed to enter a code for it. And as kids were always like, who's Justin Bailey? And I, I, I still don't know to this day who he is. Like, how you know, was he a programmer? Was he someone's friend? He had, he, to have, he had to have been a programmer, I would think. Do we know how this code was found? Did somebody enter this name or did was this released through like Nintendo Power? I remember from Nintendo Power. I do. I remember from Nintendo Power as well, but I can't remember if they were the official ones to say it. They probably would have had to have been back in the day before like the Internet was really a thing. So people I can't. That's how we got all our codes. Yeah. I can't imagine some school age children talking on the playground saying, oh, man, I put in this name, Justin Bailey, and I started with a super awesome version of Samus because you also needed the like the underscores or whatever. Yeah. So I can't imagine that somebody would have been smart enough to do that. Maybe, though. No, definitely not me either. Maybe, though. Um, I'm going to counter that one with something else that is very iconic from a Nintendo game. And it's a name that I know you will be very familiar with. And that's Chris Houlihan. All right. <laughs> so uh, a link to the past featured a hidden room that was known as the Chris Houlihan room. And if you were smart enough to find that, you would get down there and there'd be like a bunch of rupees. And uh, I think that's how actually all it was, was rupees. And there was like a hidden message on the wall. Was it not a glitch to get there? Like it just ran like it happened on accident. Like, uh, yeah, no, no, it, it is like you if falling down one of those holes. It's falling down. It's falling down a hole incorrectly. I think it's actually in the town. It's I think it's right outside the town. Yeah, right outside the town. Like it's yeah. I don't I've been there before. I have been there too. I have definitely been there okay. too. Um and I was there before I knew like what, yeah, like I I think it's easy enough to glitch into to where they knew people were gonna find this. They knew people were going to stumble upon this eventually. Now you could play through the entirety of Link to the Past and never experience this. I've done yeah. it before. Like just play through the game from start to finish and dropping down holes. There are times where I don't actually see the Chris Houlihan room, but there are times that I do. So it is it is it's not random. Something triggers it. I don't know what I'm sure there's something out there that tells you exactly what triggers it. But I don't know for the life of me what it is. I don't ever want to know. I, I put this game on a daily uh, a yearly repeat. Uh, just let it happen. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't bother me not to know. Um, But much like we were talking about with Justin Bailey, he did win a contest, did he not? Yeah, I think the contest was to have something like, in the game. Yeah, or... he did win a contest to have that. So that's kind of neat. All right, Brian, here we go. So I like doing this to you. I-D-D-Q-D. I-D-D-Q-D. I know that, but I can't think off the top of my head what it's for. That is God mode in Doom. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I should have known because of it at the very start. Yep, I should have known. Um, there, there's also ID clip. If you want to walk through the walls, put those two together and you're an unstoppable killing machine. Uh, and I 
oh man, the, the, the hours I spent playing Doom with God Mode on, playing it on the hardest difficulty, just to, just to, just for the pure carnage factor, so great. So, so great. Yeah, and, and I will not be ashamed to admit that I used that all the time. Codes like that in Doom, codes like that in, uh, you know, Wolfenstein and Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Uh, because back in the day, I wasn't that good at first person shooters and I'm still not to an extent. I'm better than I was then and I can get through them without cheats on normal and sometimes even hard. I can get through these games because I like playing first person shooters on hard. But uh, back then I sucked. Stupid on nightmare mode. Come on. No, I can't do that. I can't even do nightmare modes now. No, <laughs> my th- my thumb, my thumb hurts from playing Smash Brothers. So, yeah, my mind's killing me, but uh, unlocking your body was worth it. <laughs> it was definitely worth it. I have one here that uh, was interesting to me. And it takes place in Metal Gear Solid 3. And it was the battle with the end. Remember him? Okay. You could could actually kill him by going into his room, saving the game, changing the year in the system settings by several years, and then going back into the game and noticing that he died of old age. (laughs) So much much like like how Konami did with... uh, Psycho Mantis and being able to like read your memory card and all that kind of stuff. They played around with this and uh, you would be able to go in and do that. And this is something that I didn't know right away. Like I did it the hard way. But when I found out that he was able to be defeated by manipulation of the time system and through another little trick that Konami put in their games, much like that about Psycho Mantis, I was so happy to find that out that I had to go back and try it. And it totally works. And it's awesome. All right. I have uh, I don't have a code here. I don't trust me. I have more codes to talk about. But how about something that I found completely on accident and it was freaking awesome. Okay. And this is for Ultima 9. Ultima 9. Okay. Ultima 9, you start off in essentially the real world, like your, your actual normal human world, modern era. Okay. So 1999, you know, you're looking around your like apartment, your, your house, and you find these things and under your sink, you have rat poison. So you take the rat poison and you put it in the bread maker and you can make a loaf of poisoned bread. Okay. Now, if you whatever you take with you goes with you through the portal when you actually enter Ultima. So the one of the first things you do in Ultima is you're brought before the king and on your way to the king, there's a full banquet on the table. Okay. You could swap out the bread, a loaf of bread with the poisoned bread and uh, doing so will kill the king and ruin the game. It ruins the game? You can't get the quests that you need from the king to actually get things done. He's dead. Oh, so it's like just a fun little thing to do, but then you'd have to restart the game. Yeah. That's hilarious. Now, thankfully, you're only like tw- 10, 20 minutes in. So this is a, you're, you're only like 10, 20 minutes in. So it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, this game also had a pretty cool uh, thing where it was, it was I don't know if it was intentional, but it, it, they had a clipping code, much like uh, Doom. Yeah. So. Uh, in any kind of game like Legend of Zelda, the items are behind, you know, like b- b- behind the uh, the counter. Um, so you can't get them. You can't grab them off the wall. You have to buy them. OK. So in Ultima, they, they had the same kind of deal, but they had them like in cases. So you had to pay money to unlock them. But if you had clipping mode, you can clip right into the case, pull the thing out for free and you can get like the like things that are stronger than the end game weapons. They were just simply there for decoration at prices you can never afford. Just by picking them up and grabbing them was pretty cool. That's pretty neat. That's pretty yeah, cool. Again, ruined my game because at that point, what's the point <laughs> of playing when uh, I one shot everything? Right. Exactly. Um, all right. I'm going to throw a code out for you and you okay. tell me if this means anything to you. And it should because it's pretty easy. Okay. For, first, I'm going to start with just the letters 
and and I'll narrow it down because you're not going to get out this. But I want to see if maybe you can't. This is how I wrote it down. Y zero B B zero Y Y or the zeros could be O's. So Y O B B O Y Y. Okay. Oh wow. I'm gonna have to narrow it down. I and but that but this is how this is how I wrote it down on is my there, initial sheet. Is, is it NBA Jam? No, 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 no. Because there was no O's. So um so to try this. Yellow, orange, blue, blue, orange, yellow, yellow. Why wow, you got me? I bet you I know this too. Unlock all in the original guitar hero. It absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So yeah, I, I wrote it down when I first saw it as uh Y O B B O Y Y just because I was abbreviating it. But uh yeah, yellow, orange, blue, blue, orange, yellow, yellow would unlock everything in Guitar Hero so you didn't have to actually play through the campaign. I know it's still worth it to play through the campaign, but if you have a bunch of friends over and you want to rock out to just that. like everyone came over to play the game and you want to play more than just the initial four or five songs that are available to you, then uh, you need to enter this. So that way you can at least have some fun with your friends that are over, which I did do. So how about a code that I every day for the past however many years this game has been out, I've been trying to access in my actual personal life. Okay. I can't open up the command bar to do so. Uh, so I just screamed the word mother load up into the sky, praying that it works. Uh, you're hoping that you'll get some money from some. So actually, you're hoping you'll get some simoleons. Yes, I need some simoleons. I'll, I'll yell rosebud every once in a while, too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, it's perfectly fine. But uh, mother load, mother load. Yeah, Jessica, that's probably her favorite cheat in all of gaming history because she still regularly plays the Sims four to this day. Like, and she is a constant Sims player. Like when the Sims three was current, that's all she did when the Sims that's now the Sims four is current. That's all she does. She's um actually upstairs right now, building a house as we, as we record this, <laughs> but uh, she is going through the uh, get famous expansion that just came out. So when I mean, we get them all for her, she plays them nonstop day in, day out, just building houses, creating families, Destroying families, creating new houses, I, creating I more did, families. I, did, I yeah. did the same thing up until two. I played one and two. My, my sister's taking it from there on out. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, she still does it. She still loves it. It's still her favorite game. So that's cool. Uh, but I wish Motherload would work in real life. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, how about something that uh, I was shocked to find out existed? Because I never did this in the game. I don't know if you ever did this in the game. But that is... Uh, the negative worlds in the original Super Mario Brothers. I have pulled this off before you knew about Once. it or no. Or did you know about it beforehand? Someone uh, the schoolyard, literally, this is like old school. Someone in the schoolyard has said it and I pulled this off once in my entire life. I've watched YouTube videos of this. It is hard to even access. You have to hit it. Ju- you, have, you, literally have to, you have to hit it just right. Yeah, I've seen it take people anywhere from five to 15 minutes j- jumping into one freaking block on the wall like trying to do it and like it's just it's ridiculous. But why does it exist is my question. I don't know. I don't is either. It, maybe it, maybe they're like test levels or something like that. Because there's not even just one. There's four. No, there's, there's four. Yeah, there's I've four never, of them. I've never I've never even beaten the first one. So, yes, yeah, so you have world negative one, world negative two, world negative three and world negative four. And they're all different. But like huh? world negative two is like. You're swimming, but you're not swimming because you're in the air. But there's no. bloopers in the air and there's everything is discombobulated. Like it almost seems like it's just a glitch of the programming. It does because it's just throwing shit together and making a level <laughs> out of it. That's almost what it seems like. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if it was accidental. If it was accidental, like accidental, 
if it was accidental, then uh, that is something. Yeah, that is something cool that Nintendo didn't plan for because they are fully functioning levels that do work and you can actually progress to another level. Now, after four, it does stop. So, yeah, you know, I want to keep it Mario for a bit. Okay, A secret that probably wouldn't even known if I didn't watch a pretty mediocre movie called The Wizard. Yeah. (laughs) That's the warp warp whistle. Yeah, the warp whistle. Now, uh, th- th- in the game, they show you where one of the warp whistles are, uh, and you can find, and there's, I think, three altogether. Yeah. But uh, something I found out myself, and I've got this common knowledge now, but if you have two warp whistles, you can go straight to the last level. You blow your warp whistle, and it takes you to the uh, option to pick level two, three, or four, but if you blow your whistle from there, it takes you straight to the end, straight to level nine. Nice. Uh, I found that out, and I was like, okay, I just jumped ahead to the end of the game. Uh, and got wrecked because you don't have any lives, you don't have any power-ups for the most part. But yeah, it was, it was cool. It was one of those things, I, as, my, as a kid, I'm like, I figured something out. I should submit this to Nintendo Power. And I'm sure everybody knew by then, so I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't like, you know, yeah. no one special. Yeah. But back then, you thought you were, and that's like that's such a cool feeling, like thinking that you found something that, I mean, like, yeah, yeah people probably know about it, but it's still a cool thing to find on your own like that's that's a fun experience and something that can never be taken away so i have another one of those coming up in a little bit cool uh i have two left so i'm gonna throw one out here that i know is on your list but i have a variation of this code so (laughs) up up down down left right left right ba that's the traditional konami code without the start select start whatever that isn't sometimes yeah Yeah. in assassin's creed 3 you were able to go up to a turkey which was wandering the world because Assassin's Creed three is the one that took place in like the revolutionary war, 70, yes. late 1700s okay. eras. And you're playing as a native American assassin and, and seeing like how the, you know, the British colonies like Boston and all that kind of like Jamestown, Charleston, all that stuff. But uh, you could go up to a Turkey roaming the field, enter the Konami code up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA and turn these turkeys into assassins. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Entering that code while standing next to a turkey would then put the turkey in full assassin garb and uh, they would run around with you. That's awesome. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed that. I like that. I really enjoyed that. And obviously I did not find that myself. I saw that online. As soon as I saw it, I had to do it. And sure as shit, it works just fine. So that's hilarious. Um, I have another one that I found on my own. Okay. And that was in the original Legend of Zelda. Okay. And putting your name as Zelda. Oh, yeah. Where you get like a different uh, like a different experience. It's it's the it's the second quest. Yeah. The master quest. The master quest. Was, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was one of those things like, you know, Legend of Zelda. Just put Zelda as your name. Why not? Because right? we all thought no one knew who Link was at first. Yeah, I'll be Zelda. Oh, look at me. I'm playing as Zelda <laughs> in the next Zelda game in 2020 where you play as Zelda. I don't I wouldn't mind it. Tying it together. See, everything, everything comes around full circle. But yeah, when I found that, I was like, you know, I went over to my cousin, my cousin Roy. I'm like, yo, put your name in Zelda. He goes, no. I'm like, dude, trust me. And he put it in and then we, and we didn't do too well. <laughs> Master Quest is hard. Master Quest is hard. Master Quest has always been hard. Master Quest was challenging in uh, Ocarina of Time as well. Like where mm-hmm. the, any, anytime they have a Master Quest version of the game, uh, it's always a lot more challenging than the original. And that's just to give you an extra extra thing to do, extra challenging. So it's cool. Uh, The last one I wrote down here is in the original Mortal Kombat and unlocking reptile. What a pain in the tuckus, man. You have to see something fly across the moon at a certain time in the pit level and do certain things in the pit. And 
I would have never you, figured that out on my have, own. You have to win the match by uppercut. By an uppercut after the witch has flown across the moon. Yeah. I think you had to have like two you had to have a false victory both times. Yeah. It was it was ridiculously stupid. Never would have figured this out without the help of GamePro, because that GamePro is the one that actually pointed this out to me. Didn't even realize he was in the game. I mean, you would so anytime you would see like that witch across the moon, you like reptile would appear like you would briefly see him like they were letting you know that, hey, he's there. Uh, but it was literally just scorpion. Yeah. In green. Yeah. <laughs> so that was always cool to me. Yeah, but yeah, game, game pro is the one that really pointed that out to me. But that's that's the last one I wrote down. All right. Well, let's keep more calm for a second. Do you remember the blood code? Mm, I remember going in, going into and just enabling it. <laughs> It's A-B-A-C-A-B-B, Abacab, uh, which is also the name of a Genesis song, Phil Collins. And that's literally the reason why his name that is, because uh, Ed Boon is a Genesis fan. Yeah. And and it's on uh, the Genesis. Right. I uh, I always played the Super Nintendo version, so yeah. I didn't have blood at the time in two. But I think in Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, there was just an option in settings to enable it, which is what I was talking about there. I just yeah. remember going in and just enabling blood code, in the settings. There, there was a code for that. You had to jump into it. I can't remember offhand. Yeah. All right. I got two more codes for you. Okay. Uh, we'll do, the, we'll do the, uh, this one. Obviously, when I tell it to you, you're going to know the game instantly. But the code was Icarus Fights Medusa Angels. So, uh, Kid Icarus? Obviously, Kid Icarus. Um <laughs> Putting that code in uh, is it starts you off with all I believe all the power ups, but in, you're invincible. Okay, so it's another it's an, it's another Justin Bailey type of a thing. Exactly. Yeah. What sucks about that code is uh, the Virtual Console version of Kid Icarus took the code out. Ooh, sneaky. Uh, there was another one. It was like Kid Kid Icarus. Kid Kid Icarus was the same kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Where like you start start you off towards the end with like all the power ups. I think that one also got taken out. I wonder why they took them out if they were in there originally. That's weird. It's, it really is weird to change the code. Uh, well, change literally change the code. Yeah, they're literally okay. changing the code of the game. So that, that's kind of weird that they did that. My last one. I, oh, I actually, I, I actually have two right here. Uh, hmm. So I'm going to give a shout out to my sister Nicole here. Okay. This is from the game Bubble Bobble. Oh, okay. One of your guys' favorite games to play together. Now, the reason we found this code is because, first of all, we were kids. And second of all, I have sloppy handwriting. Oh, you've told me this story before, I think. So um, it they're... But the passwords are the letters A through, I want to say J. So A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So eight characters. So, so eight letters, a combination of five letters. Uh, and we wrote down our password for the level for where we were up to. Um, and I think it was like B, F, A, J, I, something like that. Um, but she wrote really quick and I couldn't make it out. So I put in B, B, A, J, I. And that unlocked super bubble bubble with level select so you could really jump to the full full end of the game and you actually found this out by happenstance which is crazy i found it out because of sloppy handwriting and just putting it in uh and just kind of staying in that game my sister found and we went, we, we also tried to submit this to nintendo power it never got published but I'll, uh if you pause the second player controller and hit select, you can steal a life from your other from the other player. So if you die and you're out, you can kind of bring yourself in. Huh. What she would do, so what she would do is she sucked at the last boss. Like she would die instantly. <laughs> so she would do what she could. I would I would fight him. And she goes, make sure you save yourself at least one life. 
like oh yeah for sure of course yeah save myself a life because it's so it's easier said than done uh so i'd get him down to like the last hit then she'd pause it bring herself in so when we, when we beat him and pop the bubble we get the best ending because we're both alive right but let me close out with a code that if you don't get you're gonna break my heart and i guarantee you know this one well don't get don't don't guarantee it i guarantee you know this it's probably one of the easiest codes out there too ready up down left right and start at the same time i'm not sure if you need to look behind you behind your right shoulder it'll give you a hint behind my right shoulder he's sitting on the table next to a tree sonic yes level select from sonic the hedgehog (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course i know that one yeah, sure you did. Uh, yeah, classic, man. One of the easiest codes you could possibly put in. Up, down, left, right, A and start as the, as, as the, the Sonic logo was coming across. I never cheated in the Sonic games, ever. Sonic, The Sonic games were very, 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 very fun to cheat in because there was also the, de- the debug code where you could just you could literally just put things all over the place. You could turn Super Sonic whenever you wanted to. They're fun after you beat the game. Right. Yeah, just, just to see like what kind of chaos you could literally create. Just it was awesome. Right. But yeah, but cheating is for, for cheaters. Well, you ain't, cheat, you ain't trying. I think a good chunk of these that we talked about here, I have definitely done at least once or twice in the past. I've done all of this. Yeah. Well, I haven't done them all, but I've done them a good chunk of them. And I just think that it's something that is missing from modern games. Like, you know, we've started we're starting to get it back here and there with certain games, adding like just these flavored flavor cheats. Not nothing like invincibility or unlimited ammo. Now you will get that from time to time in games as well, but more often than not, you're getting cheats and secrets that are cosmetic or just have no, you know, effect on the actual gameplay or the story that you're getting now. But at least we're starting to get some of that back here and there, because I think that's missing in modern games. And I really do enjoy just being able to exploit the games and have fun. Like if I want to just jump in and play the game the way it's meant to be played, I can do that. But if I want to jump in and, you know, I bought the game. If I want to jump in and do whatever I want with it, then why can't I? So I, I do like that uh, that cheats are kind of trying to make a comeback, but I don't think it'll ever be like the heyday of the NES, the SNES, the Sega Genesis and the N64 where uh, cheats were just so common and so built into the architecture of the games to where it literally just simple button presses would unlock it. So, yeah, I mean, long gone to the days of GTA, just dropping a tank when you needed it. Yeah, even 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 like that, like GTA three. Uh, I don't think anything like that exists in GTA five. I don't think you could do anything like that in GTA five. Now, there are certain cheats that work in GTA five and you can enable them, but you have to like unlock the cheats and then turn them on. And then it says something like, you know, anything you do here will void trophies. Like You can't earn trophies. You can't earn achievements and like you can't really make progress in the game. And I get that. If you just want to jump in and, and fuck around, you can do that. But um, I think that's I honestly think that's what killed the cheats in general. Yeah. Trophies and achievements, probably yeah. because because they don't want you to easily be able to obtain these things. They want you to actually have to work for them. So you're probably right. Uh, trophies and achievements probably did lead to the death of most cheats, not secrets, but most cheats. Secrets still exist and secret, uh, secrets are still fun to find. Hell, there's secrets from some of these old games that still haven't been found. Yeah. Wasn't there one that we just heard about recently where they're talking about they can't believe someone hasn't found it yet? I forget what game it was, but uh, one of the developers came out and it's been like 20 years and he said, man, someone hasn't found this yet. And I'm so shocked. But uh, I have to look into that because I remember hearing that and reading that story. That music there. 
means it's time for us to kick into a little kick start my heart. Oh, yeah. Hope it never stops. And for the last Kickstart my heart of 2018, I scoured over Kickstarter trying to find something new to talk about. And not only is it a slow time for like video game news or new releases on consoles or PC, but it's also a slow time for Kickstarter projects because there are there's nothing new actually on Kickstarter.com in terms of video games that we haven't talked about. For Kickstart My Heart on the last episode of the Maxwell Podcast for 2018, we are going to go over three games that we actually talked about and give some updates on them. The first one is Freya and the False Prophecy, which we talked about a couple weeks back. Uh, there is, as of time of recording, 37 hours to go. So the time you're listening to this, maybe less than 20 hours left. I'm, I would say maybe less than 20 hours left. Uh, I don't know. Well, no, no, no. Maybe like 24 hours left as of the time you're listening to this. They are currently sitting at $18,352 pledged of the $21,998 goal that they have set. So we are roughly about $3,000-ish away from this game hitting its goal. Uh, Hopefully it gets a resurgence or hopefully it gets like a, a surge of backers over the last 24 hours because I really want this game to actually be funded. It looks great. Uh, I'm really hopeful for this one. So if you don't remember that, go check out what we talked about a couple weeks back on the Maxwell podcast and Kickstart My Heart, Freya and the False Prophecy. Listen to everything Frank and I had to say about it and make sure you pledge to this one. Uh, If you just want a digital copy of the game, you would be looking at about $15 US. Uh, That would get you access to the Discord channel, the name and the credits and a copy of the game. So, yeah, go check that out. Another game that we're going to give an update on is Frogvale, the game we actually talked about last week. Uh, they have 10 days to go. They are sitting at 1575 US dollars pledged of the $3,814 goal that they had set for themselves. Uh, again, this one should make it. It's over half. Well, it's just under half. So this one has 10 days to go. Hopefully it makes it. This was the bus simulator we talked about last week. But if you missed that discussion, go back and listen to last week's episode. Listen to what we had to say about Frogvale. And hopefully this one makes it. The last game we want to give a quick update on is from Nick DiPaolo, who is now a friend of the show. And that one is Adam's Ascending, which was the third person adventure game we talked about um, roughly two or three weeks back. If you mixed the, if you missed that one, go back and listen to the Maximal podcast. Where we talked about that one. Uh, He is sitting at $7,143 pledged of the $35,000 goal with seven days to go as of time of recording. This one desperately needs help. Uh, Please, please, please get out there. Fund this game. Help Nick DiPaolo get this one funded. He is a great guy trying to get this game funded and just I I really hope this one makes it. So seven days to go. I'm barely even a man. I don't even know. Not even a third of the way there. Not even a fourth of the way there. not even a fifth of the way. Well, barely over a fifth of the way there. So this one desperately needs some help. So let's get out there. Let's help Nick DiPaolo get this funded and see what we can do, because that would be awesome. But I wasn't lying when I told you this was going to be a much shorter episode of the Maxwell podcast this week, because unfortunately, that's going to do it already. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Max Level made possible by leveldowngames.com. And thanks again to Dance with the Dead for all the awesome music. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through iTunes. We'd also be grateful if you can head on over to youtube.com slash leveldowngames and subscribe to our channel there if you aren't already. And while you're at it, why not head over to twitch.tv slash leveldowngames and follow us there for all of our live streams and event coverage whenever we choose to do them. 
you want to stalk us on social media, feel free to do that. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place. You can check the description box for the appropriate links. It's been a great 2018. We are very much looking forward to 2019 and everything that it has to offer. So keep an eye out again for that video we're posting tomorrow on our YouTube channel for the highlights on everything that we're going to be changing in 2019, including some stuff for the Mac Level Podcast. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach Max Level. Happy 2019.